for all my people out there that got a job. Why is it so fucking hot? Niggas, it's like really hot. <sighs> Welcome back to another episode of Bree the Black Sheep. I'm your host, Bree. The Black Sheep, the Black Bachelorette, self-proclaimed. Because I don't want these niggas. These niggas want me. <sighs> it is really fucking hot in Brooklyn right now. Like, I didn't have an AC for a couple days or maybe like the whole week I've been here. And it got so hot. It got like to 90s. I'm on the fifth floor, y'all. I'm at the top of my damn apartment. Slight flex. And the sun hits me as soon as it comes up at like 6 a.m. It is so fucking hot all day long. I finally got an AC. I got two units because here it's not the same as Austin where you just have an AC unit in your house. You have to actually spend hundreds to get your own AC or, oh, well, nigga, you're just going to be sweating. And when I tell you titty sweat was all the way down to my hip, it was just I was so sweaty. I don't even sweat. Like, I have, like, some type of gland disorder where I can run miles, not even sweat. And I was sweating. I'm anemic, and I love the heat, and I was so motherfucking hot. So, yeah, it's been hot. I finally got AC units. I love being on the top floor, but damn, no elevator, and it's killing a bitch. And I hope my legs recover. But, yeah, it's been a good week. Let's start this show. Let me get these nuts off. These nuts? <laughs> Got it. it was pride this week, y'all. My first nut was just getting to be in New York and experiencing pride. Like, oh my God. My friend Dahlia, we finally got to meet up. I had her on the show a couple weeks back. I got to go to her apartment and just see how beautiful Manhattan is. The city where she lives is right next to where the parade happens. Well, not right next, but that's like you cross over a bridge and She's in that vicinity. It was so dope. We went to her rooftop and across. We saw like nudists. People were just nude all out. And I'm like, oh, I love this. Like, this makes me feel so comfortable and at home. They're just out and about. But um, New York Pride feels so different and amazing. It's not no fake white people bullshit like Austin is. It's literal liberation. People are outside. People are being weird. People are being themselves. I loved it. It was a whole new scene, a whole new feeling. It feels it feels dope. And shout out to my amazing company because the, the company I work for, we had our, our Pride event online and it felt like we were all together. We all sent in pictures, like videos of us voguing and, um, oh, why am I going blink right now? Like videos of us, like, oh, ballroom dancing, like just killing it, voguing. Oh man, everyone sending... And it felt like we were all dancing together. My job is so... They, they're not just supportive. They're actual... There's members of everyone in the organization who, you know, all LGBTQ community, all up and through that shit. Because really, ain't nobody really straight. So everybody just is supportive and open. And I've just been living for Pride this month. And, and this week, especially at the end, they were like, no, we're going to take it there. So my second Pride is... I mean, my second pride. My second nut is so horrible. The mosquitoes here, y'all. I, I can't remember if I talked about this last episode, but I'm about to talk about it again. And when we talk about the differences, the mosquitoes here are so horrible. Kiara asked, 
lied right up in my face and told me there weren't mosquitoes in New York. So I couldn't wait to get the fuck out of Texas. The mosquito here are a different breed of mosquitoes. Like I'm not playing. They're literally a different breed of mosquitoes. Like the ones in uh, Texas would bite me, you know, itch for a little bit, then go away. Boom, nothing. I remember I used to see people who were allergic to mosquitoes and I'm like, what is in y'all skin that makes y'all bodies turn black when like your bumps turn black after after um, you've gotten bitten? That's what the mosquitoes here do to me. They bite me and then for days they burn, not itch. Literally, they burn like I can't sleep. It is so irritating. And then like a couple days later, they turn black and I just got black dots all up and through my body, which is crazy to me because I'm like, Different climates of the world and different places will will expose different things in your body. Like some people can't handle certain heats or climates or um, certain plants or cedar. It's just really weird how when you go across the world or uh, the country, I keep saying the world, but just anywhere. If you just voyage across anywhere, different things can happen to you. And it's been exhausting trying to not get bitten here by mosquitoes. So what I have learned is they really only bite me if I leave my windows up up here because when I go down and I'm on the regular floor, I don't get bitten by them. So I'm like, what's up? What? I don't understand. You would think they would come down and get away from me. I don't fucking know. But that's, I need to get the net off because they're getting on my fucking nerves and I hate off. I'm not wearing off in my house, but I am going to sage and try to get these fucking mosquitoes out of my life. I hate mosquitoes so bad. I love all living things, but I hate motherfucking mosquitoes. Oh my God. So I don't remember if I talked about it, but whatever. Ah, my third nut. I had the weirdest dream the night before last. I, what I have looked up and realized is called lucid dreaming. I guess I lucid dreamed. I dreamt that I was like a spy at some drug dealer's house and I was in the middle of an operation, but I knew I was in a dream. I was fully aware. It felt like this was my life. And I knew like, you know how people say dreams are portals to other worlds. It literally felt like I had went to a different world and I was completely aware that this was not my reality, but this was a different reality. So I knew I was dreaming and I was controlling the dream. Anytime I would get caught in the dream or um, one of the gunmen would come around the corner and, and catch me and was about to shoot me, I would just be like, oh, it's a dream. And I would close my eyes and poof him away. And it was weird. Like I went through the whole dream and I was searching for something. And on the way, I was like, this is such a beautiful, romantic place that I'm at. I'm over here looking and trying and killing people and trying to rescue someone. But I wish I could just find the best love interest here. And all of a sudden, this fine ass Colombian looking dude popped up. And um, I don't know where I was somewhere like that. I'm always associating like drug lords with Colombian, which is so fucking racist. So you need to stop that. But wherever I was, niggas was fine. There was some type of... um, latin or spanish and um i found him along my way he helped me through the dream told me how beautiful i was i'm like i think i i know thank you let's keep this going and um it was just weird how i was fully aware that i was dreaming to the point that when i came out of the dream it was like oh i know the dream's about to end and then i'm about to wake up at my home in brooklyn it was very weird and it was like a smooth transition and it just like last night I tried to do it again because I'm like this was so freaky that I was really it was like I was able to be in a game and just what however I wanted it to change the controls I could just do it to drop the dime but it was reality or like dream reality oh man 
it freaked me. It didn't freak me out, but it just made me feel like I'm so close in my spirituality that something is happening. But um, lucid dreams by whatever that dude name is who died. I'm just like, oh, when I think about that and think about how he died and his song sounded so spiritual. I'm like, woof. let me get right. Get right, church. Let's go home. And my last nut that I wanted to get off, I really want to do a whole um, episode about this, but I'm just going to touch on this real quick because it's getting on my motherfucking nerves. Fat shaming. I'm really tired of how often people fat shame. And it's really, you know, no, it's men and women, but it's a lot of men who fat shame women, especially black women, because apparently the Kardashians have made it cute to be thick or whatever. But like, I'm talking big. Not just, oh, no stomach, big hips, all right in the places that people think is sexually desired. I'm talking about big. There is nothing wrong with being big. You can be skinny as fuck and have a heart attack because you're so unhealthy. Your body mass and your body weight does not determine how healthy you are. I don't know who told you that shit or who tells you, oh, we can't show big people because the kids, blah, blah, blah. Fuck them kids. Nobody's kids is going to see big people and suddenly go eat a whole bunch of shit because that's who they look up to. What the fuck? And who cares if children are seeing big people? It does not make someone unhealthy to be big. I remember volleyball. We had a big girl on our team who was like the bit, like she was the biggest hustler. She was on varsity from a very young age. She was big and she would hustle more than us. She was more flexible than us. She could move across the court. She was picking up balls. I could not get to, she had no problem throwing her body. I know big girls who are flexible, who are fast as fuck, like not fast, like fast, fast, like nigga fast, but like, like can run fast, can, can hustle, can work out, eat right. I had a, a vegan friend who was big, completely ate healthy, would tell me all the time she was going to outlive my skinny ass and was a big girl. I remember my sister, well, I met him too. My sister had a friend in high school. His name was Puma. He was like one of the fastest dudes on the track, on the track team, breaking records. And he was a big dude and he was faster than all these skinny dudes. He could just move. He would be out there fucking moving with big ass sweaters on just fucking moving. So it, I like, I'm really tired of fat shame and I'm really tired of the word fat even being like a cuss word. Obviously, you shouldn't be walking up to no one being like, oh, you're fat because you're using it in a derogatory way. But fat just means the opposite of skinny. Skinny, fat, boom. Why is everyone making being big like such a big deal? It literally is just fat shaming. You're fat phobic. That's it. We've been raised to think big people are lazy, disgusting. Big women smell motherfucking good. And big women know how to fucking cook. Like, I ain't never met a big girl who could not cook or did not stay fed. Like, big women be on their responsibility. So, bitch, maybe you mad about that, ho. And a lot of these big, big women still be having fine-ass niggas and can still take your man any motherfucking day. Being big does not determine how pretty someone is at all because Lizzo literally is so motherfucking pretty. Like, not for big women, she's just pretty. And her body is beautiful. She doesn't shy away from showing all her fat and just showing how beautiful she can be being a big woman. I fucking love it. Like, I stand big women, big people, period, because bigger women have been able to be shown in the media lately and be on be models but you don't really see big men getting the same and i'm talking about big men not just like muscular and like quote-unquote right place i'm talking about big men they have not gotten the same love and you know 
on a smaller scale, you'll still see big men getting women because at the end of the day, the world is a patriarch and, and bitches will be with whoever because everybody is just supposed to have a man or whatever. But on a bigger scale, big people appear to just washed out of the media and act like they don't exist when you see them in movies except to be a joke. Tired of it. We're done with it. Those are my nuts and it feels so good to get them off since apparently I'm still celibate. Had a little hiccup, but I am still celibate at this time trying to um, not tie myself to people's bodies because at first I didn't believe in soul ties, but I'm starting to feel like for women it is because a lot of us are are spiritually aware, are very, you know, in tune with ourselves and who we are. And we can't just fuck different people and just move about. A lot, like a woman will fuck a nigga and, and end up with horrible credit, end up emotionally bankrupt at the end of it. A nigga can just put their dick into different women and just have different like pillows to lay their head on, different levels of comfort because there's more women stable and in a good place than men. Just period. It is what it is. Um, so I'm starting, I'm really not starting. I'm start. I'm really trying to continue on that journey, even though sex, just to have sex is still fun, still nothing wrong with it. But where I'm at right now, I know that I am an empath and my, energy is being attached to people when I have sex with them not all people but there are those ones who make me feel um like I just cannot un untie my my energy so I'm on that journey as well done with those nuts and let's start the show this week y'all oh before we start I forgot two other things that I felt was a huge difference from Texas to New York um one is the fact that weed is legal, if I didn't say that already. Here, you can just... It's like legal, legal. You can just call up a weed man. They'll come deliver to your house. And it's a whole business. And two, niggas cannot carry here. I was blown away that that's like a Texas thing. You cannot just walk around with your gun and just do whatever you want here. Like, you can actually get into it with a nigga and fight and just box and just do the good old Samaritan Samaritan thing and just go upside a nigga head and, and somebody go home hurt. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to definitely mention that because Texas is the Republican ghetto. It really is. It only benefits white people because they're the only ones who can pay to still do whatever they want. So let's start this episode. This week, I want to talk about cultural appropriation every non-black person's favorite thing to do and every black person's least favorite thing to deal with cultural appropriation is basically when um people of another culture still that that racist culture and benefit off it while well yeah basically just benefit off it while the other culture in our case, for Black people, are still degraded for these things. So I'm, I'll do a couple of, like, small things just to get you guys to understand. My favorite thing to talk about is twerking because twerking to me is just our dance that we do. It is literally popping your hips and shaking your ass. Miley went on a whole damn tour of twerking and really capitalize off of this. And then the moment Miley was done with her little black phase, she was swooped right on out of that. She was like, I just think uh, rap is just gross and ghetto and just yada yada. And, you know, it was just very degrading that they only talk about sex. Meanwhile, she did it for a whole year 
Jay-Z says in his song, twerk, Miley, Miley, twerk. But every black man you hear will talk shit about a black woman for twerking. What are they teaching our children? Uh, that you can get a degree and still shake your ass, nigga? What the fuck is the problem? Everyone has their dance. Hawaiians, like I said, do hip rolls. Nothing, everything is just thought of to be sexual because everything is thought of to be in a male's perspective and what they think and care about. But you could be a virgin and popping your ass, doing the splits, popping and whatever, and you're just having a good time and dancing to music. It does not mean anything. doesn't matter if you're doing it in public. doesn't matter if you're posting it. We are allowed to have our dance and do whatever we do. The fact that it is, it has been called degrading whenever we do it, but there is white women who have twerk classes. You can go to a literal gym, a spa, yoga place, and they have white women teaching twerking classes. That is our culture. But anytime black women talk about that being our culture, you see niggas in the comments being like, y'all over here arguing over doing this nasty ass hoe shit. Y'all, our ancestors would be blah, blah. Anyways, nigga, we've been gyrating on this here land for centuries. Okay, twerking is the black African-American way. You know, Africans, Africans have a whole twerk. They have a whole dance. It's supposed to be classy, but it is only when black Americans do things that it is degraded, whereas everyone else can do it. Wear the long nails. The whole long nail crave is huge right now, but we have been degraded forever. Whenever we do it, we're called ghetto ratchet, but the Kardashians and whoever, and we about to get on them in a second. When they do it, it's suddenly art. That's cultural appropriation. It is benefiting off of a certain culture while not at all giving them any credit for it. I was listening to uh, this Indian woman earlier this week. She had a cooking channel and her accent was hella strong, very thick. And she just kept saying some, some sis, some, some sis. We all know black people started sis and bro. Anytime you hear people saying sis or bro, it's to be quote unquote cool. That's because African-American culture has been so like integrated in everything in America that like it is just called cool now. It is never even associated back to us because every race uses a part of African-American culture. Prime example, whenever you hear any movie and there's a sex scene coming on or any type of romantic, they about to get it on, always hear black music. Anytime there's a dance party at the end and everybody, no matter who is in the film, if it's white people, the cool parts, you always see black people just being thrown in there. But it is never like black people are given credit or in these videos, they say like, oh, we appreciate black people. Kardashians, these women for 14 years have literally gotten away with making their skin darker, injecting their bodies to look like black women, fixing their faces, plumping their lips to the point where now when anyone has those bodies, it's associated to these white women. When it started with black women, Tiger said it himself that he used to watch Kylie just go through black China's pictures. She was obsessed with her, a black woman. Then she started injecting her body herself to look like that. We are in SPO board. Black people are the like original cool. And it is so diluted into America that it is just like, we're not even ever being able to get credit for it. Everyone's seen that the TikTokers on strike this week because it has been the best thing for like white America that, that um, social media has gone the way it is. Because now 
you can't possibly give credit to each person who who made up this thing that went viral. All it takes is one celebrity to copy what they see someone with 50 followers do. And now they're the originator of that thing. And black creators are tired of this because even on Instagram, they Instagram, TikTok, these are are companies ran by white people. So they push out the white people's videos. It gets shared way more than black people's. They're not getting credit for it. And then it looks like these white people are creating this. It's happened so many times that black people are literally on strike and not making dances. We are never getting credit for what we start because we are just so degraded for our culture. Any, If we could say any word that was Indian, a word that was Mexican, a word that was... um. Even Persian, if we were to start saying words, people would know that that was from that culture. Boom, there it goes. We're not doing that shit. The only time the Kardashians have ever gotten caught out for cultural appropriation was Kim doing that kimono shit. Japanese people right away were like, you can't do this, writing them, begging them, pleading with them to to not do it. And here she goes, I, I already printed this and it's just so inconvenient that I can't steal other people's cultures and do whatever the fuck I want. Everybody was on board with that because... Japanese culture is something that needed to be protected and still does. When uh, Kendall and what's that bitch name? Kylie, when they both came out with those shirts, they put their faces over Biggie and Tupac on shirts, literally over their faces and was selling them on their website. Black men went in, black women went in. We stood up for black men because black men are to be protected. But Oh, and then when just recently Kendall started a a tequila company, which like, bitch, I don't understand why it's so hard for white people. Y'all just feel like nothing y'all do is just good enough. Y'all have to go and steal other cultures and capitalize off of it and never even giving credit or appreciating where it came from or or giving money back to those communities. It's just like, I want to jump on this. This is going to make money. This is what people think is cool. Let me just grab, grab, grab. And it's disgusting because these hoes are already rich. Already rich, don't have to do these things, but they don't care because white people have this privilege to just do whatever they want, no matter who it hurts or who it's stepping on. So those are the only times they were called out. But when black women have been calling them out for literally years, it's to the point where Kim and her sister fought and you saw the brown makeup on the wall. Y'all want to talk about tan, bitch? Why is brown skin left on the wall? On your white walls, bitch? It makes no sense. Y'all pretend that y'all gaslight black women into feeling bitter. Like we're jealous of these hoes who who have us on their inspo board. Like what? I really want cultural appropriation to be taken seriously because black people are the only ones who cannot stand up and talk about this ever. We have just had to watch everyone get credit for things that we start to the point where it's, it's like, Black culture is like an American thing now, but black people are still not Americans. We're African-Americans. We're still not given the privilege of being Americans, but we are still the understudy for everything being created in this fucking country. If we just being real, everything, quote, cool, is still attributed to black culture. It really fucking is. And a lot of people won't stand up and stand against these things because they do it, too. A lot of people fetishize black people and that's why a lot of people, a lot of cultures will literally only date uh, that black person. Like women who date black men will only date black men and only be into black women. That's a fetish. If you are another race 
and you are into, if you're a race and you're into another race and that is the only race you're into, you're, that's literally the definition of a fetish. I like, I want to touch on fetish versus preference. I mean, yeah, I want to talk about preference versus fetish because a preference is apples and oranges. I like apples. I like oranges. I like fruit. You know what I'm saying? But I prefer oranges over apples. I fuck around and still eat an apple, but I prefer for oranges. When we're talking about dating outside your race and you will only date this certain thing, that is a fetish. That means you need that certain thing to to like be okay or to like that. And if this thing is not your culture, why are you so attracted to that certain thing? Because you fetishize it. It can only be that because if you love men and you love and you just will love anyone because of a blah, 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 then you can find that in whoever will be your partner. But if you are only seeing their skin color, you are fetishizing their skin. That's not a preference. You're not preferring black men or preferring black women. Like if I was to meet a white dude and see all his exes were black, that's a literal fetish. It's like, so even if he feel like he don't like white girls, so why you ain't dating Hispanic girls or anything else? Why is it only black girls? Why are you fetishizing it? And you can appreciate a culture and and admire these people, fight for these people and still not date these people, especially when you see how broken down the black families are. If you choose, if you're outside of a black person, you choose to only date black people and understand how broken black families are and the history behind how we've been treated. I think that's weird as fuck. I've had a lot of friends who are like that, too, who will literally only date black men and it's usually always dark black men that's weird and that's a fetish and even if you are a black woman and you will only date a certain type of man or only date tall men or blah blah that's not preference that's that's ignorance or you fetishize certain individuals so when it comes to appreciation and appropriation like you can still appreciate a culture without appropriating completely because you're still giving credit still actually honoring that culture and, and leaving it alone. I tell Zuri all the time, if we're walking and we see beautiful plants, someone's garden growing, they have beautiful roses, you can appreciate that without plucking it and exploiting it so you can walk around with it and have it and know that you're you're attached to this thing because then that that's like appropriating. that That is you fetishizing that thing so much you need it next to you instead of just appreciating it. And it happens all the time. And it's never like when someone appropriates culture is just like that one thing when the kardashians it, it's never just oh we want to inject our bodies to look like black women but that's it we just like looking thick no now we got to date black men now we got to do black hairstyles now we like they fetishize blackness but can never ever give any credit to black women ever never once do you ever y'all want to talk about kim getting people out of jail what five people over the course of the millions and billions that they have you can start a whole school for black people bitch you could uplift the whole black community and, and sneeze with that money because they're not really invested and care about those communities. They literally are fascinated with blackness. And a lot of you are the same way. You might listen to this and get upset and whatever. But right now, black is in. A lot of y'all like fetishize mixed babies. And, and I have uh, mixed friends who kind of get offended when I say this, but I'm like, Mixed babies is definitely a fetish. You will literally see people hashtag mix. What do you mix with? That is a fetish, especially when it comes to black people, because what is it about your own culture that you think is not good enough to have that? That's why on my page, you see black mixed with black, 
that's not me thinking that being black is better than everything else. That's me knowing that I was born black and appreciating it and being okay with that. I don't have to be mixed to be exotic. Bitch, black women are the blueprint. I am exotic. I know that. You don't have to fucking tell me. You don't have to gaslight me because, bitch, I know. I also saw a video of this Asian girl this week who she had braids in her hair. She had cornrows going back and she's like, I have an interview tomorrow, so I have to take these cornrows out to be professional. That's the shit we talking about. You appropriating the culture. Your hair doesn't even need braids. Your hair does not. We do braids because we have to do braids. We have to do protective styles. These styles are for us. That is our culture. When y'all wear box braids, wear these hairstyles that's not even meant for your hair, but you know you have something important or, quote, professional to do, you take that shit right on out. And yes, we can straighten our hair, manipulate it, burn it to look like other people's, but that's the point. We have to do that to be professional. Wearing our protective styles and just being us is never professional, and we can't take those masks, masks off. You can take that off and still be just the Asian girl and not have the cornrows in your head that was bringing you down and unprofessional. It's shit like that. That is what appropriation is. And this is what we're trying to get y'all to understand so that you will start actually appreciating black people and not just fetishizing it. Because I hardly know any people right now who stand up for black people so much and they don't have to date a black person. I admire it so much when I see all white families, they husband, wife's white, everyone's white, but they really just ride for black people that much that they really talk about it really at the marches. And it's not because they need some fascination or association or validation. They really are doing it because that's truly how they feel. I'm telling you right now, if you only have dated black people and you are not black, you fetishize black people in a way that you are unaware of. That's just what it is. Do the work so you can really understand and see what we go through and how we are treated a certain way when we are having our own culture, but everyone else is able to dip and dab in it and get out of it when they like. <sighs> Justin Bieber's crazy ass putting in dreads because I ain't gonna call them locks because those were very dreadful. I was like, his hair looked like, it looked like Eliza Deshku from Bring It On when she had that matted ass shit when she did the tryouts for the cheerleading. I was like, okay, let's do a zoom in. Maybe he just got each of his little white ass strands just clapped together, matted. No, this nigga had actually went and used some type of Elmer's glue and, and just made the shit so dirty and, and, and gross because our hair un untouched can mat together it literally can go together and intertwine there's no way your hair would ever do that and it's cultural appropriation to do that and it's never just the one thing like i tell you then this nigga mad because he can't do our r&b album his album wasn't put in for r&b which originates from black people rhythm and body that's our shit it's like so let me go grow locks so i can i can be one with with this it's like it's weird and it's weird how people are not aware how much appropriating they're doing. A lot of people do it because they truly just think, oh, I'm just copying the Kardashians. I'm just copying other white people who are doing this because it's, we're never getting credit. And it just recycles into being white people stuff or, or American culture when all of this originates from us. Y'all brought us, uh, us over here. 
Y'all niggas wouldn't let us do our own thing. So we create our own stuff. And then you still didn't exploit it because we fucking cool. <sighs> I know that I'm forgetting so many things. But that's just a small thing that I want to touch on because cultural appropriation is so fucking annoying. It's like, I'm so tired of seeing people say, sis, bro, nigga, just doing all these things, twerking and getting all this credit and never even caring or fighting for our lives or even caring how we're doing. But you can just, just exploit our things and feel so cool and get all the validation from us because we are so giving with everything that because we just want to be accepted and and okay in this world so please do the homework because i can't teach y'all niggas everything and realize again all white people are racist all non-black people are anti-black and all black people are anti-black so even if you don't think that you can ever do anything you can because you have to work to to not be racist in this society when we were raised on racism Black people are anti-black all the time. I'm anti-black. I was raised to be anti-black and be against it. I have to fight and do the work to not hate myself for things that I can't control, for not having black ass knees, for not having coily naps in the back that don't straighten, for not having loose ass curls, for having, quote, ugly toes because they're black. We got to do the work. I got to do the work every day when I look in the mirror to just exist and be okay. So y'all niggas do the work so y'all can stop... uh, appropriating our shit back the fuck up (laughs) let's take a break and we're back so i know a lot of you guys have seen the uh outrageous response to holly bailey's video performance you know Halle Bailey from the group Chloe and Halle, which a lot of people think are twins, beautiful women, beautiful black girls with locks in their hair who, who star on Grownish. They're actually uh, just sisters. They're not twins. And the older sister, Halle Bailey, did a performance which was uh, like paying homage to Nina Simone. And a lot of people were upset about it because she was performing the song Feeling Good. And she put her own little spin on it. She had like this fishnet looking suit and she was like on the stage getting down and really getting it. And a lot of people were upset about that because they felt like a classic and amazing uh, woman should not be portrayed in this way. But my black sheep of the week is none other than Nina Simone who wrote the song Feeling Good that people are upset about. Because if you do not know Nina Simone, This woman is amazing. I learned so much just researching her a little bit more today because I knew she was a singer and I know she had died a couple years back, but I did not know her roots and history and how much she really meant. I had heard of her uh, because Zoe Zaldana played her, which Nina Simone, very beautiful, dark skinned black woman. (sighs) White people had... um, I just forgot her name and just said it. Well, had homegirl play her in a video. Zoe Zaldana. Play her in a, a, a movie. Darken her skin. Put on blackface. Because as Zoe Zaldana has said many times, she is not a black actress. She is a whole bunch of races or whatever the fuck. She doesn't want to be described as a black 
actress, but she played Nina Simone because she just admired her so much, darkened her skin, put prosthetics on her face. She looked a hot ass mess instead of just getting a dark skinned woman to play her because, you know, the world is racist. So this is how I first heard of her. But I had no idea that so many people from Kanye West, Jay-Z had taken sound bites of her music. This woman is amazing. Um, her uh, given name is Eunice Wayman. She was born February 21st, 1933. And she was the valedictorian of her high school. She went on to get many uh, honorary degrees. She is amazing. Civil rights activist. She had a lot of um, powerful friends from Malcolm X. She just, um, all of her music was deep rooted in activism. She was the type of woman who, would not take money if she did not believe if the people giving it to her was racist or she did not believe in the cause. She got, was getting paid to perform at this church, but her parents had to sit at the very back because the people were racist and white and she refused to perform there. That is the type of, of blackness we need to have where we won't sell our souls for any amount of money and we'll actually, you know, stand true to what we believe in. Nina Simone, yeah, well, Nina Simone was her stage name, but she was born Eunice Wayman. And she came from humble, humble beginnings. She was raised in a church and played the piano, and she changed her name to Nina Simone to keep her, her um, parents from finding out about her music and the type of music she was playing. So for everyone to be so upset at uh, Halle Bailey, they don't really even understand that Nina Simone was the same type of woman embodiment of a very sexual liberated woman and people think liberation of your body means that you're somehow hoish or want male attention but women are not allowed to be expressive and open with our bodies which is why we fight so hard to be able to do these things which is why so many people are mad at Halle for the performance she gave but uh Nina Simone's granddaughter came out and even said my grandmother would have loved this and there was a statement given out by Nina Simone's camp but they but her granddaughter said white people run that and our vice president Kamala Harris is the one who gave it who gave all of her legacy to white people so of course we want to you know we're excited that we have a black vice president but then you see the intersections because she'd be on that fucking bullshit and be still anti-black as fuck so I digress. But yeah, Nina Simone was constantly rooted in activism. She sung about act activism so much that one of her, her most famous songs was banned. It was called Mississippi Goddamn in 1964. And the KKK was upset about this song, which is when they bombed the church, killing four black girls. And she expressed herself in it. I mean, I'm sorry. She She made this song in response to them bombing the, the KKK bombing a church and killing four black girls which I know is a famous story a lot of people have have heard about it but she did not play and she's a phenomenal woman and her songs are so amazing it makes me feel good when I'm listening to her music because you've heard all these sound bites of her songs and then you get to hear the roots like blood on the leaves that like her her music was so seductive people would just get swayed when they heard it they tried to stop her, but they couldn't because her music was just so amazing. It was almost like hypnotizing a crowd. So Nina Simone, you were so amazing. I had to make you my black sheep of the week because I'm really upset that people feel like liberated women is something wrong with that or nasty. And she was literally the queen of soul and or they called her, I'm sorry, the priestess of soul before Aretha Franklin come for me. <laughs> and 
she is amazing. So my black sheep of the week goes to you. Rest in peace to a legend. Please go check out her album, her music, and you will get to just feel how I got to feel barely listening to all her originals. All right, what I have been watching is gonna go fairly quick because a bitch ain't got cable and I ain't really been watching it. The BET Awards happened and a few things to say about that. One, I am very proud. From what I have seen, they really did the thing on this BET Awards. The performances were amazing. Lil Nas X's performance, bold. This man just, oh, like, he just fucking does it every time. The amount of, like, gay blackness that was on the stage you know cardi and meg are very open with their bisexuality nas x was up there uh tyler the creator was up there tyler the creator's performance had me like i had never even heard that song and i was just could not stop looking at the screen i'm like this dude is like a creative freak like him and lil nas x is changing the game they are so creative and amazing i don't know if y'all have ever watched tyler the creator's show uh Oh, man, I know so many of y'all are saying it right now. I love that show. Damn, it's like really on the tip of my tongue. It was on Cartoon Network. I love that show. He was so crazy and just did all these like, it was kind of like Dave Chappelle type show. Just him, Taco, the whole game. I can't believe I can't think of the name right now. Oh, and it's one of my favorites. Loiter Squad. They was just loitering as crazy fools. And there's an episode where they cover, go look up Loiter Squad Housewives because they're pretending to be the housewives and it is so funny. But the BT Wars was amazing. The performances was insane. Meg Thee Stallion did her thing. I know she's got this beef going on with the baby and I'm officially done with the baby at this. I'm done. Like, that's what I'm talking about, selling your soul for the dollar and not giving a fuck about people, especially black women. Free Britney, right? Everything that's happening to Britney, I love that everyone is taking that seriously because the way that Britney has been like treated is like disgusting. It like it is chilling to know what this woman has been through and how people can really do this. And it doesn't matter how rich you are. There is always a way that you can somehow be a slave to anything. It is really sickening. And I love the support for her, but I really wish that that had been the same support when Meg Stein literally got shot. It is not even a joke what is happening to Britney. And I feel like anyone finding out their loved one getting shot would be crazy. Who the fuck would make a song with someone who shot someone they love? So the fact that people are still able to like treat black women like this, I want the black women to get the same respect that Britney has been getting and it's take be taken seriously and not just a joke when we are beat on and treated this way. Free Britney. Um, fuck the baby. I love Meg Thee Stallion's performance and I love the real black women that they had around. Like Meg Thee Stallion hosted like some after party and it was like every fucking black woman. It was so beautiful. Like I wanted to cry seeing us finally getting our kudos and seeing the BET Awards actually do it right. I didn't watch, but all the clips was like, this was executed. They panned to the right people. I'm like, who was behind this? Finally, get the right people. Get it going. Get the right people on stage. It was amazing. BT Awards was phenomenal. Y'all niggas. Y'all niggas can't let us have nothing. Y'all niggas have been doing nothing but put constantly putting up, you know, jokes. Because we love to make fun of people. But, like, we are the only ones who degrade our own culture. People can 
can step outside of the style and do whatever they want. Stop. We create a style. Y'all can't ever tell a black person they don't look good. Stop making these memes, sharing this stuff, just degrading our people. It's so annoying. Let people experiment with stuff and do cool things. You may not get it, but to compare them to stuff and degrade them when these are real people, it's just, it really sucks. It's not funny for me. It annoys me because the comparisons are never funny enough for me to to overthink these people's mental health. They go out there, they make this music for us. They want to show a good time. And the one thing y'all take away is never create a vision, anything. Y'all just love degrading. And Black people are the only ones to do it because we've been degraded so long. It's programmed in us to do th- that shit, to be trolls. It is always directed at us. And I'm just tired and annoyed at that shit. So BET Awards was fantastic. What else I'm watching? It's Pride Month. I am literally rewatching Shit's Creek from season one all the way to the end. Like, I can't get enough of David Rose. Please go watch Shit's Creek. It is just so damn good. Go watch the last season of Pose. Actually take Pride Month seriously. Care about Juneteenth. Do what we gotta do. Stand together, stand tall, and care about the Black gays just the same way you care about Black people. Black gays are still Black people. Okay, you don't get to just like the little lipstick lesbians like me who you think are cute and you can watch eat another bitch pussy. Stand up for all the gay people and really see the beauty in in what people like Lil Nas X are doing and, and fighting against everyone just to exist and be who he is. It's not pushing agenda when this is like the first gay open black boy you've ever seen. What agenda has been pushed when it's never been done before? So, I mean, at this level, it's just so beautiful to see. And so proudly, he was on a BET stage making out with niggas. And niggas just got to be seething, just mad about it. Okay? That's what I've been watching. Um, Party favors! So, I'm going to do it a little different this week with my party favor. I am actually going to pass my party favor to my amazing, beautiful model of a friend, Kier Marshall. And I know I'm always talking about why it's important to support women, but she did a model campaign and I really want you guys to hear what her answer was. And this is what I'm going to be leaving you with this week. Peace. I think it's so important for women to support women because we all have this common denominator of feeling like we need to dress a certain way, act a certain way, speak a certain way react a certain way to all these different pressures that are thrown at us. And I am so grateful for the women I have in my life because we've cultivated this friendship, this sisterhood where we allow each other to just be. And I know that that seems really small and really simple, but it's hard to just be sometimes. So when we get together, when we talk on the phone, we allow each other to be soft, we, which is a big deal, especially for um, women of color, just being soft, like not having to perpetuate this, um, this harmful stereotype that we have to be strong all the time. Um, but we allow each other to be silly and playful and we don't expect too much from each other. And it's just refreshing to be in an environment with women who are, who are like-minded, um, that also want to support other women and want to see women win and, um, you know, climb these success ladders and break these barriers. It's 
truly, truly amazing. I'm getting goosebumps talking about it, but yes, I'm so grateful for the examples of amazing women that I have in my life. And I feel like they're helping me peel back the layers. They're helping me look internally um, at some maybe internalized misogyny that I might have. And we're just, we're getting better. We're getting better. (laughs) 